You want to achieve great things? You want to reach the next level? Well, so does every other entrepreneur. You know what that means? You have to take every competitive advantage possible. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, the show where we're going to show you how to create this competitive advantage by being more productive and sharing the secrets of the world's top performers. I'm your host, Kenny Aronson, and I think it's time to get down to business. Welcome, everyone, to the DaVinci Mindset Podcast. If you want to grow your business and learn how digital marketing works, you have come to the right place. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you guys to a very special guest, Neil Patel. Now, Neil is well known for being one of the top influencers in the digital marketing space, probably the top influencer. He is a New York Times bestselling author. He has founded multiple companies, Kissmetrics, Crazy Egg, and Neil Patel Digital, a serial entrepreneur and a leader in digital marketing. It's my pleasure to introduce you fine people to Neil. We're going to go in depth to the topics of digital marketing and entrepreneurship. I'm super eager to get into our interview today. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Neil, welcome to the DaVinci Mindset Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here. And as I said, I am super excited to get into these topics and I don't want to waste any time at all. So Neil, let's start at the beginning. Why don't you tell the audience, probably like the, the four people who don't know who you are, what your story is and what you're up to in the world. Probably many more than four don't know who I am, which is great. <laughs> um, so I blog at neilpatel.com. I try to teach people about marketing, getting traffic. I help large corporations through my ad agency, Neil Patel Digital, grow. And uh, that's me and me. And I have a free marketing tool out there called Ubersuggest. So make sure you check it out. It'll save you money. It'll help you get more search traffic. There we go, Neil. And for all the tools that Neil's working on and putting out there, I'll make sure to put those in the description as well. So Neil, I want to start with the why of digital marketing. Why do you think that digital marketing and all the tools out there, the opportunities are so important for entrepreneurs and business owners to use? So you're saying why is digital marketing important? Yeah. Or why do you think it's such a unique opportunity? I guess that's a good way to spin it. I don't know if it's a unique opportunity anymore. It's a saturated space. Google makes more than any television advertising network out there. Uh, same with Facebook. They're so large. It, 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 forget the opportunity of it being unique or new because it isn't anymore. It's just you have no choice. If you don't do it, your competition isn't there. just going to crush you. So you better get out there and leverage every channel you can. Marketing is competitive these days. You have to take an omni-channel approach. So go out there and leverage an omni-channel approach. Yeah, Neil, I certainly agree with you. And I guess a different way to spin this question, kind of a better way to put it is, are there any new opportunities that you see kind of arising out there in the digital marketing space? What do you think? There's not any new ones, but there's still some that are growing fast that most people aren't leveraging. For example, right now, you're doing an interview with me. It's video and there's podcasting, right? So you can take one format, put it on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. You can take another format and you can even put it on the iTunes store and the Android version of that. Heck, you can even take the video format and stream it live on things like Instagram. Um, and, and you can also do that on all the other social platforms as well. But this channel here, both video and audio, is one that has a lot of traction. People love it more than text-based content, yet most companies and people don't want to produce this kind of content because they find it's too much work. Like, I don't know how this is more work than just busting out your phone and you know recording versus 
typing out 3000 words, right? I'd rather bust out my phone and just shoot on video over typing out 3000 words. Yeah, I really agree with you. I, when I first started blogging, like I hated sitting down and writing like 3000 words. But when I do interviews now with you, Neil, it's so much more enjoyable. You're talking to people. And you know, for me personally, I like it more. But anyway, with that said, are there what, what strategies have you found to work best with marketing throughout your experience? SEO works really well. Uh, so every strategy that I found to work well is all long-term strategies. Anything short run provides a quick boost, but then you don't have sustainability and it's hard to make revenue predictions from it uh, and project out your costs and how many people you should employ. But my favorite strategy is all long-term, more predictable ones. Paid ads, uh, SEO, content marketing, social media marketing, there's all the algorithm ups and downs. Uh, podcasting's pretty consistent, has amazing demographics that listen to podcasts. They have money, a great place to monetize. But yeah, I would focus on all of those channels. Okay, thank you for sharing, Neil. And with that said, I, I agree, search engine optimization is key. But I'm sure there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there who might not have the experience with search engine optimization. So just really quickly, maybe a few paragraphs or pointers. Can you explain search engine optimization and some of the best practices for it? Yeah, sure. So some of the best practices for search engine optimization, right? With search engine optimization, it's just ranking on Google in the free listings. You do a search for anything, you see the paid ads at top, in the middle are all the free stuff. Now, the way it works is Google looks at your text. Is it relevant to what people are searching? So whoever has better text tends to rank higher in the long run. Do you have other sites linking to you? The more sites you have linking to you, it shows Google that people trust you, which then boosts your rankings. They also look at code. Is your code Google friendly? You can do things like using the uh, Uber Suggest, which will help make your code friendly, or you can use tools like if you're on WordPress, like the Yoast SEO plugin, that helps as well. Fantastic. And out of curiosity, Neil, how did you get started in the space of digital marketing? Where did it all begin? Uh, for me, it all started with trying to get my own website traffic. So back in the day, and, and whoo, I don't even know what year it was, maybe 2003-ish, I created a job board. I got no traffic, and I had to learn it because I didn't have money to continue pay more and more companies, and over time, I ended up getting rankings and traffic. I didn't make any money, but I got the rankings and traffic, so then I decided to become a consultant, just help other people out. There we go. So how has search engine optimization changed from 2003 to 2019? I'm sure it's changed a lot. Yeah, it has changed a lot. Back then you can put some keywords on your page and you would rank for anything. Now the algorithm is quite complex. They even look at things like user metrics now. Is someone going on your site, doing a search, clicking on your site and then bouncing back? Because if a lot of people bounce back, it tells Google that they weren't satisfied with the content. Is your time on site high? They're looking at so many factors. How many pages is someone visiting? Um, all these things help Google determine if your site was relevant to the search query versus other people's listing. Fantastic. So Neil, you're a pretty successful entrepreneur and influencer. What do you think makes people such as you and other successful entrepreneurs so successful? Um, I'm just, it's different for everyone. Some people are there because they're lucky, which is great. I would bet on luck over anything else, although you can't always predict it. Some people are there because they're amazing at building products and services. 
I'm just resilient and I'm good at sales. So I just focus on what I'm good at and call it a day. Very good. And how have you, have you been in sales before? How did you get started in sales with that said? I had to find out how to make money. So I started picking up the phone and cold calling. There we go. That's what I like to hear. At it, but after doing it for so many years, eventually you get decent at it. Perfect. Perfect. So what do you think are some of the most successful habits or skills for entrepreneurs to have or entrepreneurs? Yeah. Uh, some of the most successful skills for them to have is a few things. One creativity, because there's not always going to be times or moments where you can solve problems with money, especially as an entrepreneur. So you got to get creative Two. You got to really understand problem solving. It's not just about throwing money at things. It's about really looking at the issue that's at hand and what's the simplest, most effective way to solve that problem. Three, you need to be good with budgeting. Money's not going to be on your side. So you need to be good at saving it. Uh, four, you need to be great at executing. If you can't execute, people are going to run circles around you. Five, you got to be great at learning from your mistakes. You're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to fail. Learn from them, avoid making the same ones over and over again. You're going to be better off. Fantastic. No, I, I can't count how many times I've failed throughout entrepreneurship so far. But anyway, I'm curious about you, Neil. In, in entrepreneurship and in the space, I, I see kind of two sides. There's like the work-life balance where you try to minimize the hours work or just going crazy and hustling, working like 80 hours a week. What do you practice? What do you think about that? I go with the 80 hours a week. I don't believe in work-life balance, but that's just me. And I know people are going to hate me for it. I don't think you can travel the world and do whatever you want and work 10 hours a week and make millions and millions of dollars. Sure, there's probably people out there who are doing that. I'm not saying it's impossible, but the probability is against your side. You're much more likely to do well by just you know, brute force and running through walls and working 60 to 80 hours a week. I love it. I certainly agree with you, Neil. I think if you have super high goals, you got to do sometimes 10x the effort or, you know, just do what you got to do. Have you always been a workaholic? Have you always done whatever it takes? Yeah, it runs in the blood. Very good. Very good. What was your first job out of curiosity? I'm curious. Picking up trash and cleaning restrooms. How was that? It wasn't fun. It smelled like trash when I came home every day, but it paid. <laughs> yeah, that's good. As long as it pays. So, there's a lot of new people getting into entrepreneurship, people who don't know exactly what it's like. Maybe they don't know what they're getting themselves into. What advice would you give to these people? Go out there and just keep executing and learn from your mistakes and avoid making the same ones over and over again. So when you get started, there's no right or wrong way. People are like, how do I get started? You got to figure that out on your own. If you can't figure out how to get started, you're never going to do well. But when you're, whatever you're starting and you're just getting out there, Learn from your mistakes. That is the biggest thing that people don't do. What are, is there anything in specific that you think people can do to better learn from their mistakes? Is it just being more conscious of them and thinking more no, about it? Yeah, that's one thing. But there's like books from, let's say, like the CEO of IBM or the ex-CEO of IBM talking about the mistakes they made. You know, go find all these books on tapes with these CEOs and stuff like that. Uh, and listen to them, learn from where they made mistakes and avoid doing the same things that they did. Speaking of mistakes, what are some of the, the common mistakes that you see entrepreneurs make? Uh, it's, it's the things that I mentioned earlier, right? So not executing fast enough. Uh, some of the other things is they don't focus on brand building. Brands are defensible. People tend to forget that. They don't focus on helping people. You don't make money because you want to make money. You make money because you're solving problems and helping people. 
and your solution should be cheaper or easier to use or more faster when it comes to obtaining the results. But those are some of the mistakes that entrepreneurs make. Very good, Neil. Thank you for sharing. Now let's talk about the future of what you want to do and Neil Patel Digital. So what are your long-term goals? What are you trying to do? I want to be the biggest digital marketing agency in the world. I love that. Are you guys on path to doing that right now? Yeah, we're probably one of the fastest growing agencies. We're nowhere near the largest. There's so many out there that are like 10 plus billion dollars, but we are one of the fastest growing. Very good. Very good. And how long, when did you first start Neil Patel Digital, your agency? That's been up and running for a few years. Very good. Very good. What are some of the lessons you've learned during this time? You need really good leadership. Don't just hire people and train them up. If you want to grow fast, you need to hire people who have already done it over and over again. That makes sense. What do you think are the qualities of good leadership that you've been practicing? Uh, I don't know. I'm not the best leader. So I tend not to give advice where I suck and I'm a terrible leader. My co-founder, Mike, is a CEO. He's a much better leader than I am. Okay. Okay. Very good. And what do you think are some qualities of Mike that make him such a good leader? He's really good at training people. He's really good at recruiting. He's great at relating to people. Uh, he's awesome at building amazing company culture. He cares. I do as well, but he truly genuinely cares for the people that work with us and he tries to help them out. Uh, he spends time with them after hours. He treats everyone as a family because we believe we are a family. It's not just employees. And, you know, as a leader, he loves criticism. He tells people to give it to him and he takes it and he does try to improve each and every single time. He doesn't ever get defensive or anything like that when he's giving criticism. That's good. That's good. I think it's a, a true quality of a great leader. And let's change gears a little bit, Neil. How about we talk a little bit about branding? What do you think about the, the current state of personal brands and social media? It's one of the best ways to build up a brand and it's great. You just got to figure out a better way to monetize it than just posting images on Instagram saying sponsored. <laughs> I, I certainly agree with you. So what do you think are the, the steps needed to make a successful personal brand on Instagram, for instance? Consistency. You need to do something for a long time. You need to post frequently. Your content needs to be amazing. If you're not getting the likes and you're having your friends like everything, that means your content sucks. So figure out how to produce amazing content, engaging and interacting with people, responding to every single comment, right? That helps. Um, and leveraging all features within the platform, like using stories, posting, going live, all these types of things really do help. What do you think about Instagram TV? I've seen it, but I haven't used it too much. I'm curious. What are your thoughts on that? It's good. Uh, all the features in Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, they're all decent and good. Some may be more popular than others. I'm sorry, I'm still jet lagged. Um, That's all good. <laughs> but you need to leverage them all. And whatever ones hit, focus more of your time on them. Whatever ones don't, focus less time on that. Okay, great. And I'm curious what you're going to think about this because for Instagram, I've been creating a lot of video content. What are your thoughts on video content for the Instagram feed? Video content's much better than image-based content. So I would highly recommend it if you're not doing it. I'm very happy to hear that. And, you know, I've seen a, a much better increase in reach. What about how do you collaborate with other people on Instagram to grow your, your brand? Do you think that's a good way to do things? Or do you think going for paid ads or sponsorships is the way to go? Either one works. Um, I'll do both. Fantastic. Do you have any kind of techniques or tips for finding people to engage with on Instagram and to collaborate with? 
just start participating on other people's profiles that are within your space. Easiest way to find more people. Okay, fantastic. And, and let's switch, let's switch chains, not chains, but let's switch gears to talking about other social media. Are there any, you know, up and comers that you see coming around in the social media space? Not one bit. You know, the, the big three rule it all right now. Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. I would put Instagram under Facebook, same with WhatsApp under Facebook, because it's all owned by the same mm -hmm. company. Yeah, fantastic. So Neil, what's your favorite social media platform? My favorite social platform, LinkedIn. Okay, how do we use LinkedIn to grow our businesses? Post videos, it's the same as Facebook, Instagram, or any other social site out there. There's no difference. Hmm, that's interesting. Well, okay, and speaking of videos, let's go to this. How do you create video content that sells, video content that's effective? Yeah. So one, you got to educate Two, you got to hook people in really fast by saying something crazy or making a claim that they wouldn't think is real. You don't want to bullshit people, but you need to hook people in like, you know, are you tired of digital marketing not working for you? It's getting harder and harder. Uh, and it will in 2019, unless you follow these six things and your six things better be amazing. So when you start off your video like that, that's a great way to hook people in. And then, of course, the easiest way is as you're providing good value and your company's related to any of the tips you're giving, sell them. There's nothing wrong with just selling people and telling them, yes, you know, you can hire us or you can pay us or go over here to buy our products or services. It's just basic shit like that that people don't do. Yeah, definitely. I've watched a lot of your videos on marketing on YouTube and I do notice the hooks and they are very effective for grabbing my attention. And speaking of digital marketing getting harder, getting harder in 2019, what are some things that you think are going to make it that way? Uh, I think some of the things that are going to make it that way is just more competition. I think that's actually the main thing. There's just so many people right now in this space. Companies are raising money purely for the sake of just spending it on marketing and sales and that's just causing all the costs to go up. Yeah, that makes sense. And with so much competition on social media, do you think that it'd be good for businesses or personal brands to try to go to major outlets such as news stations for getting interviews and things such as that for their branding? What are your thoughts on that? It, it, it all helps. There's no one thing that's going to work or not going to work. You got to test it out because it's different for every person, every business, and then just go do more of the stuff that's working videos and Instagram work out for some people while things like content marketing have worked out better for me in the long run. Fantastic, Neil. That totally makes sense. So let's go to, do you, are there any resources or books, things that you recommend for people who want to learn more about entrepreneurship and digital marketing? Uh, Artists Start by Guy Kawasaki is a great book to start off with and The Dip by Seth Godin. What kind of content is in the books that you think will give motivation for people to check them out? What are some things that you've learned from them? Uh, yeah, so artists start, you know, it's funny, Guy Kawasaki talks about success. You have a better chance of swimming in a pool and getting struck by lightning than you do, you know, hitting out of the ballpark uh, with the startup. The other thing too with the dip is Seth Godin talks about when you should stick with the company or when you should end up quitting. But they both have really good tips if you're just starting off. Fantastic, Neil. Thank you. And what do you think is the definition of success? The definition of success. So whatever makes you happy, you got to figure out what you're aiming for in life. And if you can end up doing that, then in my eyes, you're successful. 
success isn't defined by how rich you are or anything like that. To me, it's just purely on, did you hit your goals? Yeah, I totally agree, Neil. What are some things that people can do to be more successful as entrepreneurs right now? So everyone looks at it like, oh, I want to be successful as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. This is what I need to do. That's not really how it works. You got to find, think of entrepreneurship like spaghetti. You throw it against a wall, you see what sticks, whatever's sticking and working for you. That's what you need to double down on. Okay, fantastic, Neil. I, I definitely agree with you. I think that I really love the, the spaghetti analogy. And Neil, I know you got a lot of stuff going on today, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. So one of the things that I do to, to end the show is I ask the, the same question to my guests just to, to pique their curiosity to make sure that they're, they're left with one actionable piece of advice. So Neil, if you could only leave the audience with one piece of actionable advice, what would it be? Learn from your mistakes. I talked about this earlier. If you eventually figure out what you shouldn't be doing, it'll leave you with what you should be doing. Fantastic, Neil. So if the audience wants to learn more about what you're doing, where can they find you at? NeilPatel.com. Fantastic. Awesome. So Neil, thank you again for joining me on this interview today. It was a pleasure to speak with you. I learned a ton and I hope that the listeners did as well. So thank you so much for joining me today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. The pleasure is all mine. So to the listeners out there, make sure you guys check out neilpatel.com to learn more about what Neil is up to, his search engine optimization strategies and services. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Da Vinci Mindset Podcast. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye.